the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. The hour has arrived for a high-stakes hearing that could well determine the fate of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh and the woman who's accused him of sexual assault are set to appear separately before the Senate Judiciary Committee. After opening statements by the chairman and the top Democrat on the committee, Christine Blasey Ford will offer what we're told is about a 15-minute opening statement in which she will, for the first time, publicly tell her story. Each member of the committee gets five minutes to question her, although Republicans are expected to yield to Arizona Prosecutor Rachel Mitchell for their questions. In a second session, Kavanaugh gets his chance to fight back. In prepared remarks released last evening, he proclaims his innocence and unequivocally denies all allegations. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines. Stocks modestly higher this morning on Wall Street. The S&P 500 index up seven points. The Dow is up 31. This is SRN News. September is Sports Eye Safety Month. According to PreventBlindness.org, more than 25,000 people seek treatment for sports-related eye injuries each year. The good news is that almost all of these injuries can be prevented. In order to be assured that your eyes are protected, it is important that any eye guard or sports protective eyewear are labeled as ASTM F803 approved. This eyewear is performance tested to give you the highest levels of protection. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Check out the website, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Podcasts, program guide information, healthy living tips, all kinds of neat stuff there. You can take advantage of it all for free. You can listen to us for free, too, of course, on your radio, on your smartphone, with our mobile app, on TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. I'm Lee Michaels here in the Eagle Wellness Studios, mostly cloudy today, and a high near 63. Term elections. Who's who? What do they stand for? How could this affect my family? It's enough to stress you out. Don't let the political season take a mental toll on you. Consider the Battleground Talkers Tour your all-natural remedy for a midterm headache. Get the facts from some of the biggest names in talk radio October 25th at the Radisson Blue Mall of America. Tickets start at only $20. Find yours at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Understand the issues. Remove the stress. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all American family. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry? One in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. 
Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? What's that, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa, eh? Yeah, Hoser, I talked to a lot of the other guys, and they said that salt stuff doesn't work. Of course they do, because no other spa company can offer anything like it. Like 10 years ago, everyone had some kind of salt system, and they all failed. The difference is that Arctic Spas went back to the drawing board, and not a got a system that really works, eh? Hey, you know, I also heard that if you just fill the tub up with insulation, it's a better way to insulate the spa. Yeah, if that was the best way to do it, wouldn't you fill up your house with insulation too? If you have the best insulation on the floor, walls, and roof to keep the heat in, that's what's important. Insulation. Like, that's what makes Arctic the most energy-efficient hot tub in the world. Yeah, that's a big statement, eh? It is a pretty great hot tub. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun Seriously. Premierpools.com. Eh? The following program was pre recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we're going to talk about insanity. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's getting crazy out there. It's getting crazy out there. Man, I don't know what type of uh, politics you believe in, but who cares about politics? Let's talk about culture. Culture is a series of repeated events, a series of norms, patterns of behavior that are now called acceptable. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, if you have kids today, you should be worried because it's getting crazy out there. And today we're going to be talking about a smart man, um, uh, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein has one of the most famous quotes on insanity, a definition that most people know. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And that's just crazy. So the flip side of that coin is if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you will change the results. But yet some people... Uh, keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. Some people, when they don't get the outcome they want in an election, then they're going to destroy the other person. The problem is we start creating patterns. And today we're going to talk about patterns because the patterns that we get in our life, the patterns that we accept in our life, I should say, are directly responsible for those things we get in our life. So I want to read you a simple poem uh, called There's a Hole in My Sidewalk by Portia Nelson. It's a great, uh, great, great poem. And it really is about the choices we make uh, that lead us into the same hole, that hole in the sidewalk. So it's by Portia Nelson says there's a hole in my sidewalk. Chapter one, I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter 2. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in the same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. Wow. So simple, right? That was by Portia Nelson. Uh, I think she died in 2001. A uh, powerful woman, a renaissance woman, author, singer, composer, lyricist, painter, photographer, actress. Uh, and actually, she wrote a play 
about this. She wrote music and lyrics for many reviews, television specials, and films, and actually uh, did a uh, a play. Uh, I don't know if it was on Broadway about "There's a Hole in My Sidewalk," and it's so critical because when we're working with uh, life, we got to understand the patterns. The patterns in life get us what we're getting. Step one, you got to identify the pattern. That's why I love that little uh, that little saying, little poem. Step two, you got to ask yourself this question, is this getting me what I want? Of course, what's built in, there's a presupposition that you know what you want. Step three, if the answer is yes, duplicate the pattern. Lock it up and call it standard operating procedure, SOP, because it works. If the answer is no, change the pattern. Adapt the existing pattern to get what you want. And then you must go back up to step number one and re-identify the new pattern. Because it is the patterns in our life that is getting us what we're getting. And we talk about conditioning all the time. I share this story. You've heard it before. I want to share it again. It's from Mozart's Braid and the Fighter Pilot by Dr. Richard Restack. He says, if a rat in a cage is exposed to a sound, the animal initially orients, orients itself toward and pays attention to that sound. But after a few repetitions, the rat ignores it. However, the animal will respond once again if the sound is paired with an electrical shock. After a few repetitions of this pairing of the sound and shock, the rat begins to display signs of fear whenever it hears the sound alone. It stops what it is doing and freezes in place. The animal's only detectable movement consists of the rhythmic chest excursions that accompany breathing. In addition, the rat's fur stands on end, its blood pressure and heart rate increases, and stress hormones pour into its bloodstream. This is the chemical reaction of the body based on our feelings. In a word, the rat is now, quote, conditioned, so that the sound, when presented alone, will elicit the same fear response. This response is not different than what occurs when the rat encounters its natural enemy, the cat. And he goes on to say, we humans can be fear-conditioned as well. You know, years ago, I saw this book of fears, uh, and uh, the number two fear in that book was burning to death by fire. The number one fear in that book was public speaking. So translated literally, people rather burn to death than speak in public. Now, we know that's not true, but a lot of people have been conditioned to be afraid to speak in public because maybe they messed up, maybe someone laughed. Maybe when when they were uh, in the second grade, uh, the teacher asked a question, and they thought for sure they knew it, and they stood up boldly and proudly and blurted out the answer, but it was wrong. And so everybody started laughing at that person. And depending on how many times that happened, maybe for one, some of you it was one time. Maybe for some of you it happened a few times. And after a few times, once you hit your mark, whatever it is, whether it's one or seven or three or 15, then all of a sudden you're conditioned. Automatically when you are told that you're going to speak in public. Automatically when you start to think about giving a speech in public. Automatically when you start preparing to give that speech in public automatically your body starts reacting as if. And today we're going to talk about this thing called crazy, this thing called insanity. Because Albert Einstein defined it, defined insanity pretty simple. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. See, we have patterns in our life. My background, one of my fortes is in neuro-linguistic programming. And NLP is all about the patterns. To be able to identify the patterns in our life, and ask ourselves, is this getting me what I want? Now, there's a presupposition that we know what we want. But I'm going to tell you right now, most people don't know what they want. But you know what they do know? They have a list of things they don't want. You know, I don't want to be yelled at. I don't want to be in a dead-end job. I, I don't want to be in a, a dead marriage. I don't want to work for someone who doesn't respect me. Uh, I don't want to get sick and die. I don't want to dot, dot, dot. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. But what do you want? And what do you want so bad that you're willing to be uncomfortable for a couple of days? What do you want so bad that you're willing to risk looking the fool? What do you want so bad 
that you're willing to to spend two thousand dollars to go to a training? What do you want so bad uh, that you're willing to fly to another city and get in a class with Mr. Black? What do you want so bad that you're willing to instead of just listening to this radio show, sign up for class at LikeItMatters.net? What do you want so bad? Don't you get it? I keep posing that question over and over and over. Why? Because this is how you work. The secret to motivation is helping people get what they want. And most people don't know what they want, but they have a list of things they don't want. Why does that matter? Because we have a four-inch stem in our brain called the reticular activating system. It is the brain's focal center, and it does not pick up negative programming. It moves in the direction. So if I was to tell you to, to do anything you want in your mind's eye, but don't picture the Statue of Liberty, don't picture the Statue of Liberty, your mind is six times faster than we can talk. So your mind's going to automatically go there and automatically picture something or understand what I'm telling you what not to do. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about insanity. Because if you don't like the results you're getting, then do something different. Otherwise... You're just crazy. We'll be right back in three minutes with Like It Matters Radio. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders with some words of encouragement for you today. In Galatians 5-7, Paul tells us that those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ are no longer bondservants, but sons. And if sons, then heirs of God through Christ. He goes on in Ephesians 1-3 to explain what a great blessing that is when he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. There are two small words in that verse that bring great encouragement. The first is half, which tells me it is already done. And the second is all, which tells me that I lack nothing in Christ. Oh, how great to be called a child of God. On behalf of the Kingdom Builders, I hope these words are encouragement to you today. If you'd like to contact us, look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. I am Marcus Jubland. Like my dad always says, we're not salespeople, we're just great roofers. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. And today is a really important radio show. They all are. But man, if you don't like the results you're getting, we must change our approach. So many people don't like their lot in life. So many people don't like what's happening in their life. And so we got to change something. If you don't like what you're getting, then change what you're doing. 
because what you're doing is getting you what you're getting. And so if you change what you're doing, you'll start changing what you're getting. But the problem is we are so conditioned. That's why I talk about in my leadership training, and you can go to likeitmatters.net to check it out. Uh, we talk about why we squeeze people. And what happens when we squeeze people, the only thing that comes out of people is what's in them. Technically, we're dealing with a little bit of conditioning. What happens when things don't go well? You, the old saying, you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. When you back someone against a wall, you know who you got because they have been conditioned. And just like we were talking about the rat in the cage uh, from the book Mozart's Brain and the Fighter Pilot, we are all conditioned. Matter of fact, uh, I want to go through that, that there's actually two types of conditioning as I look into it. And why does this matter? Because there's something called precedent. You got to get this precedent is about patterns. It's about patterns. And I was reading this um, this police report. Wendy Martinez uh, was this young lady that was stabbed, brutally stabbed. She said, police believe the brutal stabbing of a Washington, D.C. jogger may have been racially motivated. Anthony Crawford, 23, a black man, was arrested Thursday in connection with the murder of 35-year-old Wendy Martinez. He's been charged with first-degree murder. Investigators mentioned that Martinez's murder might have been racially motivated because Crawford, quote, does not like white people. Now, you know, it's interesting because this is where, you know, uh, I mean, uh, listen, did you hear her name? It's Wendy Martinez. So I assume Wendy Martinez is Hispanic. She has a Hispanic name. I would assume she's technically not white, right? But yet, it's not black, and so someone could think that that person's white. It's no different than Roseanne Barr. You know, Roseanne Barr uh, uh, made a joke about Valerie Jarrett. She didn't know she was black. If you look at Valerie Jarrett, she doesn't look black to me. If she made that joke about Trump, it would have been fine because people call him orangutan all the time. Orange people call white people monkeys all the time. There's no big deal. But because Valerie Jarrett had some black in her uh, and we're looking for code words for racism now, Any by the time anybody says anything to do with a monkey towards someone who might have some black in them, somehow that's racist. They just hate black people. That's just silly. But you see how we're being conditioned. We're being conditioned to hate each other. We're being conditioned that uh, if something happens to a black person, it's because they're black. Don't you get it? And if something happens to a woman, it's because they're a woman. Uh, you know, now we, we, we know what the word bork means when someone gets borked on the Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas was treated like terrible. And now we're doing the same thing to Justice Kavanaugh. We're going to destroy him. Because the Democrats want to make sure abortion is always protected. This is all about abortion. The most important right a woman has is to kill that child inside of her. And and we're letting this go on because we're being conditioned that it's okay, it's normal. At some point, it's got to change. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. You hear me say that over and over. Why? Because that's called operant conditioning. There are two types of conditioning. There's classical conditioning and there's um, operant conditioning. And again, I want you to understand the, the two basic conditioning. And what's happening in the world is we're being conditioned. We're being conditioned in courtrooms. It's called precedent. Once something has been established, that's the rule. And man, we got to be careful what we're establishing in our culture today, that if someone doesn't agree with you, you can kill them. If they vote for somebody different, as long as they voted for the wrong person and, and society decides who that is, then you can kill them. If they wear a hat that you don't like, you can destroy them. Do you understand we're, we're being conditioned for some bad things? Really, really, really bad things. It's getting worse and worse. So you got to know there's two types of conditioning. There's classical conditioning <clears throat> and there's operant conditioning. Classical conditioning is an unconditioned stimulus, like let's say food, is paired with a neutral stimulus, let's say a bell, and the neutral stimulus eventually becomes the conditioning stimulus, which brings about the conditioned response, right? It's Pavlov's dog. Don't you, you've heard of Pavlov's dog before, right? Pavlov, uh, who was in the late 1800s, 
uh, he was a Russian uh, psychologist, uh, physiologist, sorry, Ivan Pavlov, was looking at salivation in dogs in response to being fed when he noticed that his dogs would begin to salivate whenever he entered the room, even when he was not bringing them food. So Pavlov in 1902 started from the idea that there, was, there are some things that a dog does not need to learn. For example, dogs don't learn to salivate whenever they see food. This is hardwired into the dog. In behaviorist terms, it's an unconditioned response. In behaviorist terms, uh, we write unconditioned stimulus as food, uh, and then the con- unconditioned response is salivate. Pavlov showed the existence of the unconditioned response by presenting a dog with a bowl of food and measuring its salivary secretions. However, when Pavlov discovered that any object or event which the dogs learned to, quote, associate with food, whether it be a lab assistant or a bell, would trigger the same response. He realized they had made important scientific discovery. He devoted the rest of his career to studying this type of learning. See, you got to get this. This must have been learned because at one point the dogs did not do it, and there came a point where they started, so the behavior had changed. A change in the behavior of this type must be the result of learning. And a lot of our learning is conditioned. So, stimulus timing is the stimulus occurs immediately before the response. The two are very closely tied together. So, operant conditioning, that's the other type of conditioning, is the target behavior is followed by reinforcement or punishment to either strengthen or weaken it so that the learner is more likely to exhibit the desired behavior in the future. This is how you train. This is how you train a child. This is how you train an animal. Stimulus timing on the operant conditioning is the stimulus, either reinforcement or punishment, occurs soon after the response. You see? So on the one classical conditioning, the stimulus occurs immediately before the response. However, on the other operant conditioning, the stimulus occurs soon after the response. So classical conditioning theory involves learning a new behavior via the process of association. We we connect two things together. In simple terms, two stimuli are linked together to produce a new learned response in a person or animal. Okay? Matter of fact, there was a paper uh, called Conditioned Emotional Reactions by John B. Watson and Rosalie Rayner in 1920, and it was published in the Journal of Experimental Psychology. John Watson proposed that the process of classical conditioning, based on Pavlov's observations, was able to explain all aspects of human psychology. Everything from speech to emotional responses was simply patterns of stimulus and response, Watson denied completely the existence of the mind or consciousness. Watson believed that all individual differences in behavior were due to different experiences of learning. So, and then, of course, in 1920, uh, or 1901, I think it was, Pavlov showed that classical conditioning applied to animals. But did it also apply to humans? That's the interesting thing. And in 1920... Uh, John Watson and Rayner showed that it did with an experiment called Little Albert. Little Albert was a nine-month-old infant who was tested on his reaction to various stimuli. He was shown a white rat, a rabbit, a monkey, and various masks. Albert described as, quote, on the whole, stolid and unemotional, so he's, you know, he's kind of a little balanced kid, showed no fear of any of these stimuli. However, what did startle him and cause him to be afraid was if a hammer was struck against a steel bar behind his head. The sudden loud noise would cause little Albert to burst into tears. So, when little Albert was just over 11 months old, because it's now two months old, the white rat was presented, and seconds later, the hammer was struck against the steel bar. This was done seven times over the next seven weeks. And each time, little Albert burst into tears. By now, little Albert only had to see the rat, and he immediately showed every sign of fear. He would cry whether or not the hammer was hit against the still bar, and he would attempt to crawl away. In addition, Watson Rayner found that Albert developed phobias of objects which shared characteristics with the rat. Get this including the family dog, a fur coat, some cotton wool, uh, and a father Christmas mask. This process is known as generalization. We do this a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Watson and Rayner had shown that classical conditioning 
could be used to create a phobia. And again, a phobia is an irrational fear, a fear that is out of proportion to the danger. Over the next few weeks and months, little Albert was observed, and 10 days after conditioning, his fear of the rat was much less marked. This dying out of a learned response is called extinction. However, even after a full month, it was still evident. Now, the second type of conditioning is called operant conditioning, where the target behavior is followed by reinforcement or punishment to either strengthen or weaken it, so that the learner is likely to exhibit the desired behavior in the future. And that's where I kind of want to focus on the next segment on. Uh, Dr. Uh, B.F. Skinner, psychologist B.F. Skinner, saw that classical conditioning is limited to existing behaviors that are reflexively elicited, and it doesn't account for new behaviors, learned behaviors. And that's why we need to cover operant conditioning, because operant conditioning really is about learning new behaviors, about basically, you know, getting someone, you know, Paul was so, why, why are you kicking against the goads? The goads keep us on a course. An operant behavior or operant conditioning is about keeping us on a course. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. And today we are talking about insanity because I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, October 25th through the 27th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. For chipsticks, for cracks, call it. If you're anything like me, the Summer Road Construction did a number on your windshield this season. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass, here to thank you for a great summer and to remind you that with cooler temperatures, those small cracks are going to turn into big ones, seriously compromising the safety of your windshield. Now's the time to take care of them and get that new windshield you've been needing all summer. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396, and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Advantage will come to your home or work anywhere in the metro. We're a local family-owned company and a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. That means you'll get personalized service, and we do all the billing, all backed by a lifetime warranty. All you do is call Advantage, and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army, inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N dot org. Pancan.org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. And today, we're talking about insanity. Matter of fact, specifically, we're talking about conditioning. The two types of conditioning, classical conditioning 
and uh, on-air conditioning. You know, they're awesome, different, uh, I'm sorry, operant conditioning, on-air, sorry, classical conditioning and operant conditioning. Those are the two important ones. Classical conditioning is, is basically a lot of stuff from our past. We just associate things together. But operant conditioning is much different. That is more kind of reinforcement, negative, positive reinforcement type of conditioning. But we deal with a lot of conditioning on both sides. But you need to listen to this radio show. So if you're missing this radio show, you need to listen to it again. Go to likeitmattersradio.com and you can listen to this radio again. Or if you're listening in the morning, uh, you can listen to it again in the evening. Because of our association with uh, Twin Cities Wellness Radio right there in Minneapolis, St. Paul, we are an iHeartRadio and we play twice a day from Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And then we also replay on drive time from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And what you could do is call that uh, basically a replay. And so what happens is if you go to iHeartRadio and you uh, query Wellness Radio you know, Wellness Radio 1570, you should be able to find us twice a day. And by the way, we're in two local markets as well. And with your help, we'll be in lots of local markets. We're in the St. Louis uh, Gospel Experience, uh, the St. Louis market there on Terrestrial Radio every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 a.m. We're also in the Minneapolis-St. Paul local market there on Terrestrial Radio on AM 157. Again, Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, replayed 5 to 6. And please, you can like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash Radio. You can subscribe to Like It Matters Radio on iTunes. Yep, just go to iTunes, subscribe to Like It Matters Radio, and there you will find us uh, every day. They'll send you our little uh, our radio show in blog form, um, podcast form, I'm sorry, uh, and you can listen to us. So today, we are talking about insanity. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the results. And what, how I introduce this, I introduce this with this saying. Uh, I don't know if it's a poem or not, but it's called There's a Hole in My Sidewalk by Portia Nelson. She says, Chapter 1, I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter 2. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. But it still isn't my fault. And it still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. So simple. So powerful. If you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, you change the result. And that's why earlier I was talking about the two types of conditioning, classical conditioning and operant conditioning. And that's why it's so important uh, today to make sure children enjoy learning, to make sure children like learning, that they have positive things associated with it because the classical conditioning in the classroom is huge. I say this all the time, there are far more teaching disabilities than there are learning disabilities. I think a lot of learning disabilities are more conditioning, whether you're talking about classical conditioning or you're talking about operant conditioning. The implications of classical conditioning in the classroom are less important than those of operant conditioning, but there's still need for teachers to, to make sure that students associate positive emotional experiences with learning. Man, next to our relationship with God, the greatest thing we can give to a child is the, uh, the understanding that learning is fun, to be excited about learning. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old, Benaya. He loves to learn. Man, he just started a little uh, school, and they're supposed to be counting to seven. He can count to, I don't know, 30, 40. He knows identification. He can identify any number. He likes to pretend to count to 100. 
He knows all his colors, all his shapes. He has a positive feeling associated with learning. See, if a student associates negative emotional experiences with school, then this can obviously have bad results. Creating school phobia, they think they can't learn, they stop turning in homework, right? For example, if a student is bullied at school, they may learn to associate the school with fear. It could also explain why some students show a particular dislike of certain subjects that continue throughout the academic career. This could happen if a student is humiliated by a teacher, right? We think we know the answer. We get all excited. We stand out of our chair. We blurt out the answer, and it's wrong. And what do other people do? The other kids do? They laugh at us. So we stop standing up. Or when we do stand up, when we're told to stand up, we mumble the answer, right? We don't say it too loud because we're not sure of ourselves. you got to be aware of that. That's classical conditioning. Now, the second type of conditioning is called operant conditioning, where the target behavior is followed by reinforcement or punishment to either strengthen or weaken it so that the learner is more likely to exhibit the desired behavior. This is conditioning. This is where we truly start training people. Uh, Psychologist B.F. Skinner did a lot of work in this regards, and he saw that classical conditioning is limited to existing behaviors that are reflexively elicited, and it doesn't account for new behaviors, like uh, riding a bike or something like that. He proposed a theory about how such behaviors come about. Skinner believed that behavior is motivated by the consequences we receive for the behavior, the reinforcements and punishments. His idea that learning is the result of consequences is based on the law of effect, which was first proposed by psychologist Edward Thorndike. According to the law of effect, behaviors that are followed by consequences that are satisfying to the organism are more likely to be repeated, and behaviors that are followed by unpleasant consequences are less likely to be repeated. And that was established uh, by Thorndike, I think, in 1911. So essentially, if an organism does something that brings about a desired result, the organism is more likely to do it again. If an organism does something that does not bring about a desired result, the organism is less likely to do it again. Example of the law of effect is in employment. One of the reasons, the main reason, we show up for work is because we get paid to do so. If we stop getting paid, we'll likely stop showing up, even if we love our job. And trust me, at Like It Matters, I know that one well. That's why you hear me say over and over, any behavior reinforced by a positive outcome will repeat itself. Working with Thorndike's Law of Effect as his foundation, Skinner began conducting scientific experiments on animals, mainly rats and pigeons, to determine how organisms learn through operant conditioning. He placed these animals inside an operant conditioning chamber, which has come to be known as, quote, the Skinner box. A Skinner box contains a lever for rats or a disc for pigeons that the animal can press or peck for food reward via the dispenser. Speakers and lights can be associated with certain behaviors. A recorder counts the number of responses made by the, an, uh, the animal. And in discussing operant conditioning, we use several everyday words, positive, negative, reinforcement, punishment, in a specialized manner. So in operant conditioning, positive and negative do not mean good and bad. Instead, positive means you're adding something, and negative means you are taking something away. Do you got that? Because sometimes something might seem negative, but they're still adding to it. They're still getting something. It might seem negative, but it's not. So you got to get this. Positive means you're adding something, and negative means you're taking something away. Reinforcement means you are increasing a behavior, and punishment means you are decreasing a behavior. Reinforcement can be positive or negative, and punishment can also be positive or negative. All reinforcers, positive or negative, increase the likelihood of a behavioral response. All punishers, whether positive or negative, decrease the likelihood of a behavioral response. So you got positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, positive punishment, and negative punishment. Why does this matter? Because any behavior reinforced by a positive outcome will repeat itself. 
And that could be a positive punishment or a positive reinforcement. You got to get this. You know, for a victim, a victim's running around. Always, their life's always falling apart. Why? Because they have been conditioned, operant conditioned, that the only time people, or I should say classical conditioning, the only time people pay attention to them is when their life is falling apart. And so it's a simple, classic conditioning. That's all it is. They associate their life falling apart with people caring about them. And then the person that always rushes to their aid is called an enabler. That's why the drama triangle, you know, you've got the victim, you've got the persecutor, and you've got the rescuer. And all three of those are negative. You've got to get that. The rescuer is doing for somebody else what they can do for themselves. So you never grow them. You, you rescue them. You come to their aid. And usually it's about the enabler because the enabler is codependent as well. They need the other person to be a victim so that they can be the rescuer. And the victim needs the rescuer, so they feed each other. That's what the whole term codependent means. And so in my study of neuro-linguistic programming, you got to identify the patterns. Identify the pattern and then ask yourself this question, is this getting me what I want? So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're covering the topic of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to St. Louis November 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless, and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life Across America.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows, and I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters Inspiration, Education, and Application. I am Mr. Black, and today we're talking about being crazy. Because any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. 
And this is why we got to understand what we're putting out there, ladies and gentlemen. This is why we need to be on this radio show on a regular basis. We need to scratch some CDs. We need to break some LPs. See, we act as if. Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. And yet most people don't know what they believe. And we have all these belief systems that are called conditioning. We've been conditioned classically or operantly, but we've been conditioned throughout our lifetime. I'm 52 years old. And man, I know certain conditions. I know there are certain people in my life that they say, I want to talk to you, my stomach drops. Matter of fact, for the longest time, if someone ever said, hey, I need to talk to you, it was automatically a negative experience. Why? Because of operant conditioning. Because I would have relationships with people, and then certain things would happen, and then I would get the negative reinforcement or the negative punishment of them starting to pull back, and then I would hear at some point, uh, I need to talk to you. And so all of a sudden, I start associating with, I need to talk with you, where someone's going to walk out on me. So anytime anybody said, I want to talk to you, I automatically had a negative feeling. Think about this. If you're going through life, and everything's going bad, and you just feel like you're under assault, sometimes it's hard to even open your email, right? Because what do you expect? You expect something negative to happen. Why? Because you've been conditioned. In my training, it's pretty intense. And we use public speaking, one of the number one fears in the world, as a vehicle, as a battering ram to push through other vehicles. And I'm an intense, I'm pushed through other fears. And I'm an intense man. And so, but a lot of people just shut down because they have a fear associated with public speaking. Or how about this? Because I'm so intense and because I'm loud, a lot of people have a lot of abuse in their life. They've been, quote, conditioned, just like that rat in the cage. And so when someone's intense, when someone's loud, because of their past, they're used to, they're going to hurt. There's going to be a pain. So they automatically shut down. In, 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 the, in the real world, we call these anchors. Anchors. An anchor is something auditory, visual, or kinesthetic that elicits a certain state. And why do you need to know this? Because so much of our lives is unconditional. It's, it's, it's unconscious, I should say. Oh, it's conditional. It's been conditioned on your past. We're like animals. We've been, we've been conditioned. Operantly, classically, if A, then B. If I put myself out there and it's not good enough, you'll reject me. If I go to close a cell and you say no to me, I can't handle it. See, Dr. Susan Jeffers wrote a great book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. And she says three levels down, fear comes down to a simple concept that I can't handle it. And once you realize you can handle it, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. And this is where my study in NLP, my study in NLP helps you. Remember, my disciplines are transactional analysis with Dr. Eric Burns, um, multiple intelligence with Dr. Howard Gardner, logotherapy with Dr. Victor Frankel, canine, uh, constant never-ending improvement, Dr. W. Edwards Deming, emotional intelligence with Dr. Dan Goldman. But my forte, <clears throat> my passion, is neuro-linguistic programming. And that's the work of Drs. Milton Erickson, Virginia Satir. Matter of fact, I just saw a blog from Mark Andreas and uh, his father, Steve Andreas, uh, one of the pioneers in the field of neuro-linguistic programming, just passed away at the beginning of September. Uh, Steve uh, taught me over the years. Uh, he taught me a lot. And uh, a couple years ago, my wife and I went through some training. I saw Steve there. He was very kind to me, a good man. And we lost him. And so he was really big in the study of NLP. NLP is the science of how the brain codes learning and experience. This coding affects all communication behavior. It affects how you learn and how you experience the world around you. It is the key to reaching and achieving excellence. And this is the one way why you negate the insanity. You don't have to be crazy. Remember, we talk about this. You got to know how you work. If you're in the computer business, you know computers. If you're in the car business, you know cars. Uh, if you're in the networking business, you know networks. We're all in the people business. We're living, breathing human beings. 
We sell to people. We buy from people. We lead people. We manage people. We get married to people. We uh, procreate with people. We create little people. When we look in the mirror, we are a people. Don't you hear it? So we need to know how we work. If you're in the people business, you know how you work. That's why I do what I do. When I was in my early 20s, I realized how screwed up I was. I had a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, a lot of drama, a lot of anchors, negative anchors, a lot of uh, angry anchors, a lot of sexual anchors, that if I didn't clean those things up, I was in trouble. Man, look what they're doing with uh, uh, Kavanaugh. They're destroying this guy because they, you know, they don't want him on the Supreme Court. And, man, it's just so unfair. We're, we're creating a precedent. We're creating patterns, classical conditioning that is going to really, it's not serving our country well. Some of you need to stop because it's getting worse and worse and worse. you got to understand the conditioning, what's going on out there. And once we get numb to something, it's hard to deal with it. And what happened, I was so numb. And, man, if I had to go back and defend myself in my 20s, first of all, I couldn't tell you what I did in my 20s. But I can tell you I'm not proud of who I was in my 20s. That's not who I am today. It's not even close to that. Someone can make up all kinds of stuff what I did in the 20s. How would I know? How would I know? I wouldn't remember what I did over 30 years ago. It's hard to remember what I did over three years ago. But you got to get this. You got to know how you work. And because of my pain, because of my hurt, I wanted to go in and figure out how I worked, how to clean myself up. In the process, I saw patterns. And that's what NLP is. In its simplest, self-defined manner, neuro-linguistic programming, neuro is our neurology. It's how we think and feel. Linguistics is the language part. You know, what we say, how we say it, how we are influenced by what we hear. Remember, it's all programming. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts a day. We have this belief systems that we talk to ourselves over and over. What do you think thinking is? Thinking is nothing more than talking to yourself. And those words, you know, if you're told by your family all the time, you're a piece of crap, you're a piece of crap, you're a piece of crap, how do you think a piece of crap acts like a piece of crap? If you're told all your life you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar, that's your belief system. How do you think you're going to act? It's all programming. See, programming is how we act to achieve our results. See, why I love NLP, I can do content-free therapy. I don't need to know the trauma and drama. I don't need to know who was raped, who was molested. All I need to know, how do you have it stored? How do you have it stored in your mind, your conscious and your unconscious mind? NLP is the study of structure, of subjective experience. It's how do you organize stuff? How do you make yourself angry? How do you shut yourself down? Notice I didn't say how does someone else do it? Because remember, transactional analysis, there's a stimulus and a response. The stimulus does not dictate the response. What happens after someone says something or does something, we go to our three channels. We see something, we say something, we feel something. And then based on that, we respond. Don't you get it? It's not, we don't respond to what somebody did to us. We respond to what we explain to ourselves, how we explain it to ourselves. We respond to the narrative. You got to understand that's a big difference. NLP is the ability to understand human patterns and to adjust those patterns so we can be as resourceful as we want to be. At its core, NLP is always about goals and choices. Matter of fact, without the presence of desire, NLP cannot work. NLP is not a philosophy. It is a technology. It is the owner's manual of the human experience. It is a process to reduce everything down to the simple concept, how do you know? It is the practical technology for the achievement of our goals and choices. And NLP only has the value in the presence of desire. That's why our training works so well. That's why I say if we're going to change this world, we've got to change our thinking. Because we're unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. If you're self-actualized, that number might be as high as, might be, 10 to 12%. But a majority of our life is unconscious. And we go through life and we're recording everything we've ever experienced. It still have an effect on us, but we're not consciously aware of what's going on. That's why you need a life caddy like me. Not because I need your money. Because I can help you be everything you wanted to be. I can help you clean up some things from the past. I can help you wipe off the windshield of life. Find out what's holding you back and remove that. 
and help you clarify a mission and a vision, help you clarify some goals, and not just clarify those goals, but put in process the steps to accomplish those goals. Go to likeitmatters.net. Check it out. Email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com or give me a call at 817-502-1554. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in, in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that, that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.